It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to start the PHL podcast. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel optimistic that LSU's offense, particularly the passing offense, um, will we'll, we'll get better? Uh, okay, let, let's actually hear from Coach Brian Kelly. But I will tell you that that it starts with um, putting together um, a comprehensive plan that uh, can be repeated uh, in the game. And uh, the guy that has his hands on the ball is the quarterback. Um, and, and he's going to get most of um, the uh, notoriety when we do well. And he's going to get a lot of the blame when it doesn't go well. So uh, the quarterback is part of this. Uh, the wide receivers have got to be better at attention to detail. Their routes have to be better. Um, we've got to throw it better and catch it better. There were probably five or six, and you probably can all um, remember them, where there needed to be a little bit better of a throw and a little bit better of a catch. Um, and so that also goes to play calling. We, we've got to be able to look at, are these the plays that we can repeat? Um, and are we doing too much? I think uh, we're, we're, we're looking at it in, in all of those areas because this is not going to work. Uh, we can't throw for 85 yards uh, with the talent that we have um, and expect to beat the, the top 10 teams in the country. Bang! There has never been... In my career, a quote from any coach at LSU that I loved more than what Brian Kelly just said. And I highly recommend everybody go listen to the full press conference because today's episode is going to be called the uh episode. Um. How many of you have had a friend, a family member, maybe a spouse that tells a lot of stories with us um and i was like uh going to the store and uh we were going out somewhere and uh we're out too late and uh and you know that number one they are telling a fib or number two they are explaining what is a really complex situation and i feel as if brian kelly is doing obviously the latter and not the former this is a very, very, very tough situation. And if you go back and listen to the amount of us that Brian Kelly just did, um, 19 times he uh over that minute or so long clip. 19 times. Um, and that is why I love the quote so much. Now, as many of you know, I do these deep film studies, right? And look... I love doing it. I, I've had some former players reach out to me saying how much they enjoy him. That actually, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, a lot of people don't like him. That's perfectly fine with me as well. Not everyone could be for everybody. I totally get that. But truth be told, I obviously don't know near as much as Brian Kelly and any of the real football savants out there when it comes to deciphering what is that exactly happening to this offense. Um, but it's a lot of us 
right? You kind of say that when you watch the LSU passing offense versus Auburn. Ugh. But what's really interesting is if we take the us out of the answer that Brian Kelly just gave, it perfectly explains the clunkiness. It's kind of a metaphysical kind of thing, right? The us adds to the complexity of what Brian Kelly just said, but taken out and everything he said is true. I don't know how many times I counted where I said, The ball could have been thrown a little bit better, but it also could have been caught, which is something Brian Kelly said in that answer. I also said, and this clip wasn't a part of this quote, that Jaden Daniels does need to start trying to fit the football into tighter windows, something that he actually did some versus New Mexico, which was part of the reason why I thought Jaden Daniels potentially may have turned a corner. Um, also, Brian Kelly said the route running wasn't the crispest. Go look at our Power Hour LSU film study. It's over an hour long. Count how many times I felt the LSU wide receivers weren't running the crispest routes. They also had issues with their cleats on the Jordan Hare playing surface. That also adds to the uh complexity of the LSU offense. Then, of course, it's a big elephant in the uh room. Mike Dimbrock, is this play calling static? Is it predictable? Are the plays developing too long? Are we doing enough RPOs? I felt as if LSU should RPO more. One of their best throws to Malik Neighbors was off an RPO. I do believe their RPO percentage compared to the rest of the SEC, according to SEC StatCat, is actually lower, which is ironic considering Mike Dimbrock has RPO lectures on YouTube and had success with it at Cincinnati. Um, I feel as if there are a few personnel changes I would make. Don't want to focus too much on that. Uh, You can go to our film study and check it out. But I would like to see Jack Besh get some tight end reps. Um, Not necessarily playing tight end, but just playing the role of tight end on clear passing situations. That's one of many changes I would make. And look, it's tough to do schematic changes on an audio-only podcast, so make sure you check out the Power Hour LSU YouTube channel. But that's it, right? It's the uh. There's so many uhs. And uh, uh, and uh, 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 uh. Um. So how do you fix ums and uhs and um uhs? Well, practice and identity. Those are two things that can help. Right. A good example of this is stand up comedy. Right. I don't do it too, too, too much anymore. But the sign of a good comic is the limiting of the uhs and the ands through obviously joke writing, repetition and practice. Right. Going up as many times as you possibly can. Now, sometimes you do have some uhs and uhs by design to make a joke funnier. But more often than not, you could tell the difference between the comics that actually you know, put in work to their craft. The same thing could be said about the LSU offense. And my question to you right now is what is LSU's offensive identity? It's kind of hard to explain. You have these unbelievable wide receivers, but you are amongst the SEC's worst when it comes to explosive pass play percentage. You want to use your tight ends a lot, but your tight end room is very young. You want to 
do this, you want to do that. We tried Jet Sweep Motion. Once again, LSU, according to SEC StatCat, is amongst the SEC's leaders in pre-snap motion. But when you look at Jet Sweep Motion percentage, LSU is amongst the SEC's least, least, one of the SEC's fewest Jet Sweep Motion teams. And Ironically, a lot of the jet sweep plays that LSU's tried has been negated by penalties, as we saw with Kayshawn versus Auburn. Um, you know, there was a bad snap in a Florida State game on a jet sweep pitch to Malik. That would have probably gone for a nice gain. That's been an issue. Um, LSU doesn't use a lot of orbit motion, which is not quite as common, but I particularly like it if it's used correctly. Um but that gets it to, you know, the minor details of offense, right? LSU just doesn't have an identity. And that's a big reason why I like Tennessee's offense so much is that it's very simple when you actually watch it. They do a lot of tempo and they do a lot of uh, these splits to the outside with their receivers that generate huge pockets of space in the defense. Now, once again, that is a very simplified breakdown of what Tennessee likes to do, but Josh Heupel is of the Art Bryles tree, and I have always been a fan of the Bryles offense, and Tennessee runs it better than pretty much anybody right now in the country. So it's a very, very interesting uh, dichotomy here. But LSU's offense, when it does go tempo, it does tend to be better, and hopefully we see more of that. Now, we can get into all the different uhs and the ums, but let me bring in one thing that I feel can make all of this look better, and that's the quarterback, right? Truth be told, the quarterback can make your play calling look better than it actually is, and Jaden's done that to a certain degree with some of his amazing scrambles. A quarterback can make an offensive line look better than it actually is. Look no further than 2019 Joe Burrow. If you actually watch the games, the Clemson game featured a lot of pressure. The Alabama game featured a lot of pressure. The Auburn game featured a lot of pressure. But Joe Burrow, whether it be scrambles or quick decisions, would negate that. Now, obviously, we're not asking Jaden Daniels to be Joe Burrow, but it's just true. Quarterbacks, the great ones, make an offense a lot better, look better than it actually is. And we still weren't able to overcome that in a rough offensive line performance versus Auburn. Now, Jaden, with better decision-making, better accuracy, better just overall crispness, can make everything look better. But that's asking a lot from a quarterback who, once again, going back to his Arizona State days, was a tuck and runner. So that's where all of this lies. Can Jaden Daniels take his play to the next level? He might be able to. We saw some very promising things versus New Mexico. Maybe there needs to be more wide receiver rotation. Maybe there needs to be new wide receiver rotations. My personal favorite play in football is a play called Hoss Juke, which is done out of an empty formation, five wide receiver set out of 11 personnel. Right, You rotate your running back and your tight ends to the outside receiver position, and the play is designed to go over the middle to the juke round. And we've broken this play down quite a bit, and going back through the Auburn tape, I do not recall LSU running Hoss Juke at all. They might have, not sure, um, but still, 
Uh, ironically, one of Auburn's bigger passing plays was, guess what, on Haas Juke uh, to Schenker over the middle. Now, who was the Haas Juker? Well, it was Jack Bash. So, as you can see, I, I, I want to see Jack get some more snaps in some capacity. But we'll see. We'll see what happens versus Tennessee. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today. I know uh, a lot of you are going to enjoy the ums. <laughs> huh? 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 And uh, look, I, um. it's, 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 it's very revealing. And trust me, I highly recommend you listen to the Brian Kelly press conference. There was so much goodness in it. And I appreciate a coach who is very honest about these dear, beloved LSU Tigers uh, that hopefully will pull the upset versus Tennessee on Saturday. It is the PHL Podcast, baby. Bam! And tonight, oh, it's date night, baby. Let's go.